0: Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and friends beyond the binary, and all my patron peeps, I'm here to keep you company in the deep, dark night, patron peeps. Thanks so much. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. You go ahead and get comfy wherever you are. I'm here to help. Uh, I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to do is I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. Sorry, I tried a little new thing there. If you're a regular listener, if you're new, I wanted you to get comfortable. Uh, Get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'll do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever is keeping you awake. Whether it's uh, thoughts, uh, feelings, uh, physical sensations, time, temperature, changes... Uh, you know, changes in routine. You know, if it's stuff you're thinking about, stuff you're feeling physically... or stuff, uh, you know, on your emotions uh, that's bubbling up or more than that. Whatever is is, I'd like to take your mind off of that. And if you're new... It's this show's very different, uh, and it's going to take like uh, there's also there's a long intro, but this is part of the show. Uh, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use a lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders, uh, tangents, r- r- rustified tangents, dulc creaky dulcet tones, and other things. Uh, but mostly, I'm going to be here for you. That's why I have the show come out twice a week. I work very hard. Because uh, right up front, I want to tell you, I, be- I believe you deserve a good night's sleep. And when I started making the show, I was searching for something a little bit different. So definitely, if you've be- if you tried other stuff, if you have something that works for you, that's great. This one's a little bit different. If you're looking for a silly story in a friend in the deep, dark night, that's why I use the term. Because for me, it can feel pretty... uh Uh, like, like I, I just feel like I say, geez, I wish there was someone here to keep me company, to take my mind, mind off of stuff, uh, to tell me a silly story. And that's what I'm going to do with the show. But it's also like having a friend over that does a lot of talking and that doesn't really get, it takes a while to get to the story. And your friends, like, I, I'm a little bit different. I don't know. Like I'm open to that, uh. And so if my imaginary friend is a little bit different than I'm describing here. Uh, so, yeah, it'll take a, take a while to get anywhere. I'll go off topic. I'll get confused. I have creaky dulcet tones, which you say, well, I, I never heard of creaky, creaky dulcet tones. It's a little bit different, too, to say, okay. But main message is I'm here to help, but this doesn't work for everybody, but also doesn't make a lot of sense. So if you kick back. And maybe kind of say, okay, let me put on my passive, view fi- passive viewfinder. I don't know what that is, but maybe I'll come back to that. Passive viewfinder. It sounds like something that, that, that fits the podcast. Uh, but you, okay, let me see, because I was trying to set that up. So I'm going to send my voice across the deep track. I'm going to use lowing, soothing tones, creaky dulls, it's pointless meanders. Unfinished metaphors, strange subject changes. But here's the thing. Uh, here's structurally what to expect ex- Expect if you're new. The show starts off with a few minutes of business. That's how we keep the show going. If you're new, it's not super important, but it, it, it try to put as much of it at the top of the show and between the intro and the story as it can. Uh, so thank you for, for sitting through that. Uh, then we have an intro. Now the intro is kind of part of the podcast. Now some people will fall asleep during this while I explain what the podcast is for twelve minutes. It also kind of, if you, after your first or second try, you might say, "Okay, maybe this isn't the podcast for me." Uh, where some people say, "Okay, this uh, oh I, do, I didn't realize that the the intro kind of is his attempt to explain the podcast unsuccessfully seven hundred times." Uh, for 12 minutes and now I get it I can totally relax Uh, the pressure's off Uh, because I don't really really have a huge pressure on myself I say let's just do our best to explain what the podcast is so far we haven't been even though we've made the show and we make the show we haven't really been able to capture totally understand why it works I mean I know some of the pieces that work Uh, but that's what I try to uh, spend the intro exploring and say okay Maybe it's this. So that'll be an intro. Some listeners, you know, get ready for bed listening to it. There's a poll somewhere I saw recently, and it feels like uh, maybe 60% of people fall asleep during the intro, and maybe another uh, 33% or 34% uh, get ready for bed during the intro. Uh, so that's kind of, you know, that's how people use it. Or some people you listen to it during the day to, to cool down, unwind, to have a little day, daytime break, but that's the intro. Then we'll have a story, a bedtime story. Uh, we'll be doing our serial series, serial episodically modular series that you can listen to in nearly any order. Uh, the Stan Chronicles, Nuns in Space. And mostly heavy on the stand, my best friend and a freestyle soda machine and an android, or or I don't know, actually, no. Stan's a binary being. That's what I would say. I don't know if I'd say Stan's a digital being or analog being, because I'd have to define those words, but more than an android. Uh, I, I don't know if the, remember that ba- there was a band in the eighties, nineties, I think it was, uh, and they sang a song more than words, uh, more than draw. How about that? Does his B8, BB8, BB88, BB8, uh, ever done any karaoke? Cause they could, or what about C-3PO? What if C-3PO has a secret hobby karaoke? I can see that of all the characters You'd say, who has a secret karaoke? Like, that's their hobby. That's how they unwind when no one else is around. Talk about talk about Star Wars fanfic. <laughs> but seriously, if you're a Star Wars fan or even a casual consumer of Star Wars, you'd say, who would you see throwing back some tunes? Uh, maybe s- singing some Barbara, then some Betts. And maybe some Carol King, you know, then maybe moving into some Barry Manilow or, or, you know, then doing some, then bouncing around, doing some C, uh, I would say, you know, Titanium. I could see the irony of C-3PO singing that song maybe in the middle, like maybe in a, like a heated Star Trek scene. When they say, okay, well, we're not going to have any news, you know, we got eight hours off, like maybe in the last one when they're just, uh, you know, they're waiting to run out of gas, but they haven't run out of gas yet. There was a lot of downtime. I'm I'm pretty sure C-3PO was on that ship, but I'd have to check my records. But they said, okay, 3 po you know, we got whatever, we got 48 hours till we run out of gas, uh. And we're still working on a plan. Why don't you take some downtime, you know, go, go into sleep mode? And I don't do a C3PO, uh, what do you call that, Inner, whatever, where you pretend you're C3PO, but it's say, because I'm no, I'm no Anthony Daniels. So believe me, I've been told that too. Uh, and I don't know if that's who plays C3PO, but so he was in C3PO says, oh, sure, you know, no problem, you know, yeah, I got to go uh, work on, what is, it, what is it, protocol? You know, I get, I'm get going to check out the latest protocol releases and, and, you know, just thumb through those, then put them in, you know, my, uh, you know, download those and, and go into sleep mode. And, of course, R2 knows all this because maybe R2 would shoot out a microphone. For sure, this would happen. I mean, come on, you're listening to me. You can see it happening because it happens, just not in the scenes they filmed in the movie. Yeah, so then R2 shoots a microphone out, C3PO catches it. This is in, like, a broom closet or something. And he says, you know, I think you probably would start with C, because that would warm up his. if he was going to go for anything higher. Like, C is right in a good range to warm your voice up if you have creaky dulcet tones. I can't sing on the podcast, especially copyrighted songs. I think I was saying, though, has anyone sung a song... Uh oh, what was the song? It was Gary Sharon. So, so I already forgot the point that led me into this, which was trying to make a point about how long the intros are. Oh, and then that we were singing a so. Just, uh, what is that song? What was that band called? Uh, this is really how my brain works. I'm drawing a total blank. Uh, but it, there was a ba- there was a band and they sang a song, and then I said, "What if there was a droid version of it?" But it left my brain. It, as soon as C. Three P. O. got into my brain and started singing Sia, uh in an eagle," it's not on eagle wings, but that's I think that's a church song. But maybe C. Three P. O. would do that too, and then he would transition into, uh, you know, did you ever know you're my hero? And he would sing that to R. Two and R. Two, you know, they I don't know they do it necessarily do they probably do one duet because this is C. Three P. O. sing or two thing is being cute and adorable. So maybe I'll remember that song. But so, what was my, oh, I was talking about Stan, my best friend, who's not an android. Droids. It was something droids, it, but it didn't rhyme. I don't know. Uh, I can't, I can't think of that song. Or, the, oh, it was, I almost saw the name of the band. I know Gary Sharon was in it because he left and became like a singer of Van Halen. And to be honest, I have no idea how that worked out. I mean I could no I could guess, but uh but so what was it? Oh I almost had it again. I think they maybe they were called extreme, even though they weren't extreme they were were extremely unextreme. More than words. That was it. Thank you, Brain. We eventually got there, but I think that may, may have been free association. I'm the first person to use free association to remember something they were talking about four minutes ago. But yeah, what if they, well, I guess, yeah, maybe if BB 8 and R2 were the, uh, the audience for 3PO, he would sing more than droids. Like he'd say, you know, because he'd be out of character, because he'd be in relax mode, chill mode, not 3PO mode. And he'd sing more than, he'd say, I rewrote, rewrote this song for the two of you. Uh, and, and then maybe at some point, I can see him performing at one point or another. Like Luke would probably be amused by it. Leia for sure. Maybe at her bedside when she wasn't feeling so hot, he sang that to her. But droids really meant, you know, that he was expressing that it was a beyond, she's more than a droid to him. But that song is more than words, so I was thinking more than droids. It's all you ever beep and bloop to you, and I wouldn't, you know, whatever we could, it could, it would easily be done. So that's uh, that's so. Then there's a story, bedtime story, and then after that is uh, some thank yous and stuff. Between the intro and the story are is uh, business usually. And that's how we keep the show going, as well. so you can find all that at our website. Um, and so you don't need to listen to the show. I guess it was – so that was the structure of the show. It only took me about 14 minutes to describe the structure of the show because we had a little C-3PO karaoke. Well, here's another question, though. Go off topic again. If you have a memory – like, is it karaoke or is it something else? Like, if you don't have to read the words, like, they're in your brain, you're in your system. I mean, some people do karaoke and they have songs memorized. But they're human. I mean, I guess I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to draw a line here, 3PO, like between humans and, uh, you know, uh, solid state or, you know, platter-drive beings. I'm just saying, if you have every lyric in your head... I guess it's still karaoke, maybe. I don't know. Or is it a tribute, you know? We should get uh, Tenacious D to weigh in on this and maybe sing that droid song with C-3PO because they have a the kind of pull that maybe they could get in the next Star Wars movie. You know, or we could do the, it could, you know, if you want to do a short like uh, Ways Droids Chill, a Star Wars story a very short one. It doesn't, you know, they don't all have to be an hour and a half plus feature films. This could be one that, or if you're, you know, you say, well, we're looking for something to take the heat off of us. Again, I've offered this service to other movie companies. I'll write that movie. I'll put my name on it. Right before a release, you just say, you know, Ackerman, he just did what he wanted to. He had his own artistic or tour vision. Originally, it was supposed to be about a uh, uh, hoth or something. He comes, you know, it's too late now. We got to release it. It's called uh, How Droids Chill. And, uh, you know, but, uh, and, and then you say, okay, well, that was our, makes everything else look gold. As golden as a shined C-3PO at the big karaoke contest, the secret karaoke contest the droids have. Maybe, in the, yeah, other droids do have dance-offs to answer that question that naturally came up. And, yeah, of course, there's other things. But we'll, we'll talk about that when that movie's released in 20 Never. So, uh, so, this is a structure show. You, no pressure to listen, no pressure to fall asleep. I'm, I appreciate you coming by. You sure you picked Here's the thing: I'm sure you picked up on it. It's a, a silly stuff, uh, but it's a friendly stuff. Doesn't work for everybody. But I will posit, you know, maybe you either stopped listening. So if you're still listening, did it take your mind? Like, who? Do, 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 do C3PO singing Bat Midler. Isn't that a little bit comforting? Preferable to whatever else was on your mind? In the story coming up here, we have a, a, a freestyle soda machine who is my version of. Uh, he's, he, he's not a protocol droid, but he, you know, Stan, he's my. Co-pilot and best. Oh no, I'm Stan's co-pilot at this point, my commander and and best friend. But yeah, give this podcast a shot, uh, see if it helps. I'm really appreciated, appreciative that you came by and checked it out, uh, and I truly believe you could deserve a good night's sleep. I work very hard on this show because I want to help. Uh, thanks for coming by, and here's a couple of ways we keep the show going. Oh, hey, everybody. This is Stan. Welcome to another episode of Nuns in Space. I got duty tonight. Uh, who's a scooter? they think that was funny. Uh, I'm Stan. I'm a freestyle soda machine and the commander of a ship named uh, Cali Drogo. And a uh, freestyle soda machine. Did I say that, pen pal? I'm a little nervous here. I've never introduced to the show. But I'm a freestyle soda machine, and this is a story, Nuns in Space, a serial episodic, uh, uh, episodically modular serial series you can listen to in any order. And it follows the adventures of a freestyle soda machine, me, Stan, and my best friend, second in command, uh, Scooter, as we adventure in a cloud of delusion and try to find our way out, out in outer space, in the space between Earth and in the outer, outer space. And once upon a time, pen pal, and all my friends here, hello, I'm Stan, Freestyle Soda Machine, introducing the episode and going off topic, just like Scooter would. I have a scooter-based algorithm in my system here. Uh, But so once upon a time, pen pal, there was Earth, just like you live on now. And then Earth became exposed to outer space in a friendly way. Everybody said, hey, check it out. That's Earth. We heard about it. We just found it. Like, uh, we're from outer space. Let's be friends. And then that grew as friendships do to say, hey, let's trade some stuff. Why don't you come over to my house for dinner? Maybe a sleepover. I live over in Quadrant Quark 5-4. And that's what happened. So people said, well, let's come to Earth. Have you ever seen a trapeze artist before? And those kind of things. And everything was going great. So Scooter told me, you know, some people that lived on Earth, you know, change happens pretty fast. In, in Earth, humans, they have a great ability to adjust to things. But uh, sometimes that adjustment or adaptation, that's what Scooter calls it, uh, it's not always positive. So some people on Earth would said, well, I don't know how I'm feeling about all of this. Now, we don't necessarily know that ca- what the cause of it was, but uh, suddenly we were, you know, exposed to outer space. Everybody's hanging, doing stuff. A cloud of delusion surrounded the Earth. We don't know if it's natural or we still don't know, pen pal. But it separated Earth from space once again, including the space beings that were already on Earth. They said, hey, I got to get back. You know, I got to make dinner. I got a 4,000, you know, offspring on Jaloop 27. And no one could penetrate this cloud of delusion when you went into it, you would become delusional, and you'd say, well, where am I? I forgot what I was doing, kind of. That's one form. Even robots, even computers, nothing could penetrate this cloud. And it was a high price. They said, we've got to get this ice cream out of here to, you know, uh, elbow 44 before it melts. And eventually, they kept testing things and spending money. They found a few humans that were just like... Uh, adjusted to delusion-based thinking, I think, uh Scooter once said, that they, with a lot of effort, uh, could uh, penetrate the cloud of delusion. And they became essentially harbor pilots, uh, taking stuff from Earth to a space— I mean, technically a space station in Earth orbit, uh, taking it from that space station to another space station on the other side of the cloud of delusion. And Scooter was one of those people, made a bunch of credits— uh, and that's where I worked with Scooter. I met Scooter, and we had some adventures. And then uh, we had some more adventures when we picked up these this uh, cr- crew and ship uh, who ended up, a, b- b- due to the delusion, maybe, they became the nuns from Scooter's childhood. And then we had a whole season of adventures, season one. I think it's in the 400 episodes of this, this podcast. And then that season came to close in the cloud of delusion, Season two, we're still in a cloud of delusion, but we've been working with a book by Julia Cameron called Artist's Way. Uh, it's Attempting to make me into an artist, I guess Scooter's plan was for outside, the th- you know, that we could think of more creative solutions to get out of the cloud. And right now we created a summer camp or a version of a summer camp here on the salvage ship that I'm the commander of, Cali Drogo. And we've been collecting other beings from the cloud on their ships, and saying, "Hey, come aboard! We got a summer camp going, and we're working on our finding our way out of the cloud as well." Uh, but so that's what we were doing. Then we discovered a space whale, more like a space puppy whale. But a space whales a simpler technology, a popular thing in space. Different large scale beings. And this space whale just happened to be doing the same thing we were doing, but eating. This one eats spaceships, especially ones that are just sitting in the cloud of delusion, not moving. Also, one hiccup we had with the camp was we were having trouble finding ships. So then we started following this whale and trying to get to ships before the the whale would. And that's actually where a story picks up uh, almost. Then Scooter said, let me go. We rescued some people, but it was getting harder and harder because the whale was learning. And the whale would be like a puppy a bit, like, this is my dinner. Stay away from it kind of thing. And so Scooter said, well, let's try, try to get more probes in the whale and see what we could figure out. He also wanted to yell in the blowhole. And so he took. Also, I, we discovered a being, or I'm not sure what we discovered, but we discovered these nanobot type beings. And they, I, well, I never asked them if they were consciousness or not, if they had a consciousness, my pal. But they became my arms and legs because as a freestyle soda machine, I don't have any arms and or legs or natural mode of locomotion. And Scooter's are not super good at designing those things. And since I don't have any arms, I can't just design my own. You know, I believe me, I have plans. But this worked out better than ever because these nano beings, I guess they became a part of me. And they became my arms and my legs. Just, And that was great. But then I sent them to protect Scooter, like a super space suit, to, to surround him as he went into the whale pen, pen pals. So right now Scooter's in the whale. And we're still working on our stuff. And I was supposed to just—I say, think that's so. That's where we're starting. For and there's also a Hollywood celebrity from your time, pen pal here, named Antonio Banders. Yes, Scooter told me to message today. Hello. uh yes, uh, hello Stan. As uh, a ladies, as a gentlemen, as a boys, a girls, is the friends beyond the binary, it's time for a commander. Who is a freestyle artist and freestyle sort of machine? East time for the Stan Chronicles nuns in space. Uh, yeah. Oh, that was great. I like how you did the the yeah. Scooter's actually waiting for you. He's he's taking the the, this part of the show off. uh, So he said he could play a a dice game with you. Uh, thank you, Stan. It's good to see you. Thank you, Antonio. And also, I like, that party you invited me to without Scooter, I don't know if I can accept that. Uh, I mean, I know it looks very fun, but I said going without Scooter, he would be, he would be, uh, I was just, it was just a test to see if he was really your best friend. I mean, I could use, I have other best friends, Stan, but that means you are a very good friend, which makes me wish that you were my best friend even more. But I know you are Scooter's best friend clearly now. My ruse is up. But I accept a more casual friendship from you. Uh, well, that makes me... I don't know if I'm... I, I'm not into friends... I'm in friends... I mean, Scooter tests me in a, in many ways, Antonio. Uh, but not in a way a direct test of my loyalty. So I don't know if... I, I we'll have to consider friendships with people who test loyalty. But you would be... You, Ah, uh, Stan. Uh, sorry, Antonio. I don't think you can ever introduce the show without Scooter or me letting you down in Scooter's absence. Thank you. Uh, nuns in space, everybody. Hey, Pen Pal, it's me, Stan. Good to see you again. It's been a while. Hardy Uh So Scooter's still in the space whale, and we're following the space whale, Pen Pal, uh, at a bit of a distance, as I think we said at the last episode— And we have found two more ships because the astronomy club is actually looking for ships or sparkles or anything for ships. So in the first ship we found, we raced ahead of the space whale. We stood at a distance. We tried to go parallel. And then we raced ahead to get to a ship. uh, And uh, we got there and it was empty. We did get a little bit of supplies off the ship. uh, But then when we are doing that in the space whale... had uh, gotten there faster than we thought of, and we did get a little tail to the side. Uh, so that was, uh, we lost some antennas and things. I don't think we needed them. And then the second one, we encountered again a different different difficulty. So this one we said, uh, oh, what should we do? Should we, we shouldn't race ahead, or maybe we should race ahead and drop it like, uh, and in the whale, yeah, uh, actually, the whale was hiding. Instead of going fast, the whale hid, and then again, like uh, this time, we were kind of like the whale's going to do something. If we see where's the whale, you know, we were a little bit more on watch. Uh, but the thing was that there was two crew on that second ship, so then we were trying to dodge the whale. Now the Kelly is not really a dodge worthy ship, so we had sent other ships. And well, we've, it's just been really like it's, it's taking a lot more effort and work than we expected. But we did get those two, so there was some stuff that, So, but well, we did get two crew off of that ship. Um, and again, a little bit of liquid. Um, but it, so we're still trying to follow the whale and keep an eye on it and keep an eye on it and losing us. But it clearly is, uh, it's so I don't know pen pal it's a little bit of uh and then we haven't heard from scooter or my little bits my arms and my legs uh but again we're going with that the whale's consuming a lot of iron and you know space metals and so you know that that's clearly going to create some interference and scooters probably busy in there so we're again saying scooters are doing great uh and uh you know he's he's taking care of my little bits, and my little bits are taking care of scooter uh but I've also said, okay, Stan, don't quit your morning pages I got you gotta move forward with your work uh, and the artist you know I'm journeying as an artist, the artist's way stay on the path Stan. yeah uh, but so the, but so the next part of the the journey was like a, rereading my artist pa- my morning pages pen pal. And without any judgment, it said, read them without any judgment, that it could be tough. And oh boy, pen pal, uh, it said, okay, it said, no judgment. What have you been complaining? Who or what have you been complaining about? Uh, and they even did my complaining in code, I mean, coded words. What have you been procrastinating about? Any black or white thinking, pen pal? And as, Pen Pal, as I've been honestly looking at my morning pages, uh, oh, okay, honesty time, Pen Pal, because I don't know when you'll be hearing this or if you, you know, the idea of me and Scooter sharing a Pen Pal. Maybe you'll be just my Pen Pal. Uh, I'm just wondering, Pen Pal, what my motivations were with Scooter and the whale and my little bits, because I did offer, I said, oh, my little bits will go with you, Scooter. Cause they started to look at what I was complaining about pen pal and, you know, I, as I'm growing, I am having more and more feelings about scooter and, you know, friends are again, but sometimes like scooter explains to me, it's natural to see things in all or nothing, stand, And it's a big advancement noticing that. Uh, so I guess this is a big advancement because it really, at least in my morning pages, I was trying to follow all the rules. I said, uh, I'm so sick of Scooter. I'm sick of this. Scooter, you know, what about this? Uh, why does Scooter do this? What about, you know, You know, just a lot of details, pen pal. A lot of things that were uh, driving my circuits, I guess would be the word. You know, chafing my wires. But then I was thinking, what about all this subconscious, all these things? Did Scooter over-algorithming me to try to say, Stan, let's find this, uh, This is all inside of you somewhere, or inside of the vacuum tubes. Scooter gets fixated on those, of course. But I'm starting to wonder if there's something to it, pen pal. Because uh, I was hoping it would be some bright, you know, pink light of, you you, you know, like in the movies that Scooter always talks about. I don't think he talked about it in that way, but, uh, you know, some dramatic thing, some good thing. Like, yippee-kay-yay, Stan's got a subconscious. But now I'm seeing maybe my subconscious was at play here, pen pal, sending scooter into the whale, like saying, "Let's fix this for you, Stan, Stanner. Where are your new scooter? Your, your, you know, your. Who, there's a Freudian slip. Scooter, go inside that whale. Uh, like pen pal, do you think I really did this on accidental purpose? And again, pen pal, I guess I have to follow. I do the protocols, the scooters trying to, is like, is this a good thing? I mean, it would be not great, Ben pal, right? But it would also be, is this some sort of advancement I need to embrace at the same time as saying, well, I'm not sure I like discovering this about you, Stan. But I need to be an advocate for you, Stan, because I'm here to take care of you. I'm also your camp counselor, Stan. So it's all okay, Stan. Let's just be open and open to what's happening and see everything that's happening if we can clearly. Let's not paint in broad strokes, Stan. It'll be great. Uh, So I'm trying to say this is some sort of advancement, pen pal. Uh, But again, then it's like, uh, did I do it? You know, did I try to do this? But, uh, But I think we will keep moving forward to the solution because if we're not painting... In all or nothing, pen pal, and it says, "Well, it's okay, Stan. You're, you're you're a valuable, maybe you're a valuable device. Uh, that's also a new. That's another thing. Scooter tried to make me a mispronunciation protocol. So that's it for now, pen pal. I, I, I'll be right. I got I got a de- deal. I got. I need to take a, a little bit, a little downtime for Stan. Uh, hey, pen pal, it's me, Scooter. Uh, I'm recording here locally. And uh, like uh, I'm wondering uh, if Stan's doing the work uh, for this week because I have my own copy of the book here on my device. Don't worry, i give you detail, whale-based details. I'm still in the whale uh, to answer that question, though, pen pal. Uh, but the next activity this week is visualizing a goal. And I'm uh, trying to find, you know, I was trying to think of cartoon, like I'm here in the well, it's not as I expected, but it is too. Like I was hoping for the cartoon answers, you know, like even, I was even saying when I first got in here, I was saying, well, maybe Geppetto's here. And actually stands a little bits can become, thing- like, become like a kind of 3D projection thing. And I said, don't do that. Uh, so they made a 3D Geppetto to try to soothe me. Uh, but I try trying not to go to the cartoon for answers. But, so I'm supposed to imagine my goals uh, with all the details. And I guess the goal would be, like, figuring out this whale. How does it see things? I don't know. I've thought a lot about a pen pal. I haven't recorded in a little while. But, you uh, know, uh, like, so it's strange. But uh, let me focus on the task at hand because maybe it'll help me solve things. So, I was thinking about, okay, if we could talk to the whale. Well, first I did check to see if it had a toothache, pen pal, to say, okay, maybe that's an easy solution. Do I need to make the whale sneeze by dancing on its tongue? Is this its tongue? Do I have any pepper to make it sneeze? No. Should I make it smoky smoke, like uh, whatever that cartoon was, to make it sneeze or cough? No, probably not a good idea. So then, i so I guess I'm trying to think of like okay, visualize my goal, which is to get all the answers from the whale. Like, if the whale was my best friend, you know, I'm to get a stand, but what if me and the whale were best friends? And I said, Hey, how do you find everything in the cloud? And then maybe the whale said, Well, I could just eat it. What is the cloud bothering you? I said, Yeah, that's why we're stuck in here. And the whale says, oh, I guess I'm just kind of swimming around in here. I, I don't see what cloud. And then maybe I'd say, to the whale, well, we're surrounded by a cloud of delusion. We we have these delusion field generators, but they don't help us. We can't figure out a way out of here. It's long as to exist here in the cloud. But we really want to get out of the cloud. We have limited, and we're also trying to find, you know, those ships you're eating, there's people and beings on there. Oh really? What are people or beings? Oh, well, they're uh, like you, but different. Uh, but they have a right to exist. Uh, oh really? What about the ships that I eat? Mm, I don't know. That would be debatable, probably, depending on the ship. There's probably a few ships who maybe maybe don't want maybe would like a choice too. Uh, and they say, well, I'm, con- I'm a ship that has consciousness. Well, now you're really mixing me up. Sorry, best friend whale. That's not the kind of thing a best friend does. But uh, so, but we're trying to get, we would check for those things. We're trying to get everybody off the ships, the the independent beings or collective beings or sentient ships, the programming part at least. And then you could eat the ship if we could add food and water. Food and water, what's those? Well, you know when you eat a ship, it, why? Because I'm hungry. Or thirsty? Do you drink a ship? I just eat, and I, it satisfies my thirst. Okay, that's helpful, kind of. If I knew anything about a space whale well physiology or anatomy or whatever it is, uh, but tell me more about this cloud. Oh, thanks, uh, space whale. Well, well I, that's good because, it, like, uh, because maybe I could eat the cloud for you. Really? Do you think you could? Because that would be great. Well, hey, what uh, what other stuff could could I could we do for each other? This I could eat the, I could try to eat the cloud for you. What other things? To, what's a best friend? I like the way that sounds you, you say I like the way you talk to me in the tone. It sounds like we uh, it feels good. Like we could do things and it would feel good together. Yeah, that's kind of what friendship is. Part of it. I don't know. Are you familiar with a roller coaster? No. What's a roller coaster? It's a ride. A fun ride. I don't know if we could take you on it. You might eat it because most of them are made from metal. Uh, but it would be a ride because it's been a bit of a roller coaster being in this cloud. If you could eat your way out of it, it'd be great. Uh, uh, I don't know. Sorry if it was imaginary space whale, friend. I'm just sitting here thinking, hey, pen pal, that was imaginary. I, I, that's what I, That's my goal is to get to the bottom and be able to ask the whale questions, or at least understand the whale if I can't ask it questions. But I'm imagining Stan back there reading Stan's morning pages, and then I know Stan's going to be, when Stan reads Stan's, I read all Stan's morning pages, by the way, pen pal. I know I shouldn't have, but I had to keep, Stan's making a lot of progress and fed up with me naturally. My plan came together just like it always does. Uh, But I was thinking of you, bots around me, pen pal. All the bots are here, and Stan must be missing them and thinking of them. And if he, Stan, could see them, or they could see Stan, I know they miss Stan. I know you do. You miss your Stan. Um, like, uh, and I was like, Oh, can't we just send it? It doesn't work that they can't just send one little bot over to the other ship. They don't work with a, Like, they're locally in a cloud. They need to be locally in a cloud. They're interdependent. Hey, Pen Pal, it's me, seeing Uh, I'm just visualizing my goals here and working on things, uh, because, you know, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. And we've been running a lot of data. Uh, for the year and the month and the week to know when we're going to hit capacity. If we keep finding ships uh, and we can get to the ships because we don't know how much water, you know, the things we're going to pick up uh, and impacts, rationing, people sleeping versus maybe the camp. You know, now that people have been at summer camp, they don't want to go back to sleep so a lot of the goals of the next week, month, and a year would be having enough of everything for everybody, Pen Pal. Also getting Scooter back. We've, we've been coming up with ideas to get Scooter and respect the Space Whale, of course, Pen Pal. Uh, because the Space Whale, Pen Pal, I guess I didn't say this yet, but it's really a beautiful being. And it seems to have some sort of ability... He's uh, Thinking it's uh, like it says it has some sort of ridges, so it can look at, like outer space. That's how it's uh, surprised us so many times. I don't know if it's S C A L E S or some sort of ridges. Yeah, but then it can also reflect. Uh, so it's, it's it has this. It's not a camouflage pen pal, but it's some sort of uh, like a paint, adjustable paint, I guess, but not infinitely adjustable. But it, may, it really makes it, it's really majestic. Like, a lot of times you see these things – I mean, it has it's cute because it has kind of a puppy look to it as well. Uh, but it's also been, why, you know, keeping its eye on us, So then we're saying, oh, does this thing have any susceptibilities uh, that we could use, you know, a rescue scooter? And also, how does it move so fast, Fenpal? pal? Because it's, it can't – like uh, – we don't understand even how it's propulsion because it can't just wave its tail to move. And we also have a group of campers working on wacky scooter ideas uh, to keep the camp going. Most of those I've had to say no to because they involve either like uh, some sort of uh, big contest or, you know, dodgeball tournament. I said, well, no, no, we get, we need to focus here. And also, like, what if we keep, you know, adding, like, uh, campers uh, How other ways we could gather supplies and keep, you know, but I'm not worried, Pen Pal. Clearly, I'm not worried at all. Uh, I'm just thinking about scooters, you know, why I'm worried. So that's why, but it's progress, Pen Pal. So it's good news that I'm thinking about these things. So, you know, we're thinking about getting scooter out. We're trying to also predict the whale so we don't get bumped into again. But we haven't encountered any ships lately. And then we're saying, well, how many ships can there be in the cloud? And actually, some campers have said, well, let's look into what databases we have on board to see if we could actually estimate or if we could estimate just the minimal amount of ships in there are. And then the size of the cloud. They said the cloud's pretty big, but they said there's also like – because its appearance was almost instantaneous, uh, so they said, "Well, that's good. that could be a good sign." And clearly, the whale is like looking, but it's guided by some something. It's finding things. It's going uh, somewhere. But that's it, pen pal. For right now, I got to get back. I got to do. So. I got to check in with some of the, the one of the board, camp boards about something. Uh, so, but you know, I'll be, don't worry, Penpal. I'm not, I am worrying, but not in a way. I'm not avoiding worrying. I'm embracing it, Penpal. Thanks. Uh, hey, Penpal Scooter, I had a big idea, Penpal, uh, since I last talked to you. I've been using, I figured, I wondered if the nanobots could make me some VR goggles that were nanobot goggles. He said, well, if you're locally connected, could you become my eyes, and they did it, and so I've been able to look inside the whale so deep, and like I've looked into the Golgi apparatus, not into my finance box. I've looked in the Golgi box, Golgi apparatus's finance box to check its status. Like I kind of have these nano VR eyes, and so I've seen mitochondria. Uh, so this is a totally different. Also, I don't know what I'm looking at exactly. And with the nanobots, they don't have a ton of memory, so they can't. Look. I said, "What is is that a mitochondria?" I said, "Holy, you know, those are the only two things I could remember, two pen pal." You know, I said, oh, they, "Other than from movies." And they said, the, "You know, the nanobots—they don't really—they you know work on mind control, kind of." So I haven't been able to figure out exactly how the whale sees things or controls things or a way to become the whale's best friend, which was originally my plan. Uh, but when I first became a harbor pilot, when I would open up a you know a car hood or a spaceship, I wouldn't know what any of that stuff was either. I mean, all the mechanical stuff, I still don't really know a lot about it, but at least I say, well, that's a, that's a distributor cap or whatever, air filter, so I do know this. There's like a lava. One of the things in the stomach of it is lava, because it has. It's like a. It's doing its own smelting. The whale, and I want to say I saw alchemy, like like it's like a little organ for alchemy, and I said, "Is that all full of gold?" Holy mackerel! Good thing you know I don't have gold fever or anything. But mostly I'm just confused. It's very interesting looking around the whale. But it still brings me back to a point of, like, what am I supposed to do, you know, pen pal, other than keep going with our, you know, keep going with Cameron's way. Yeah, so that's it for now. I guess I'll be back, but I'm going to keep looking around and see what I come up with. Hey, pen pal, it's me, Stan. We're, this part of the thing is my creative U-turn. And I think it's synchronicity, pen because we're really in a U-turn now. Uh, because we came across the whale's been getting more and more anytime we get close to the whale or it thinks it can test what we're doing, we're not paying attention. it gets a little unpredictable and uh, as we approached the last ship um the things here got the whale's been raising the stakes, I guess I could say. And without Scooter here, you know, well, it trick, He played a trick on us. pen pal treating no treat though, no trick, just, just a treat, no treat, just a trick. Uh, and I said, this, this is a bit, this whale looks like a puppy acts like a cat, uh, pen pal, like a cat, like intelligence and speed. And Scooter always told me that to, to pander to cats, whether you, no matter how you feel about cats and dogs, uh, uh, cats are intelligent and always pander to cats. Because uh, Scooter said they're watching. Uh, so a couple of days ago, the whale had got an empty ship right before we got there. And we tried to do it misdirect uh, to get to the ship first. Uh, and the only way we knew it, because when the whale bit it, we scanned it and it was empty. And so then we were trying to figure out... Uh, uh, things and we've been it, 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 it backed up uh and then the next ship we had a, a full-blown creative u-turn pen pal and hopefully scooters got an eye on that camper because someone was on a ship going to the next ship when the whale uh well you know pen pal so i'm not even sure what to do uh i mean i do know what we need to do pen pal i mean i'm just kind of talking around it uh because my mission here is to the campers and the scooter, and not to the whale. And but I'm not. This is a beautiful whale, and I'm saying, well, we need to also we need the information the whale has. Uh, but the stakes have got to the point, pen pal, that I say, well, you have to make. I have to stand. You're the commander. You're going to have to make a choice here. And the campers here at camp come first. Uh, you're you're the counselor of these campers, and and the campers out there in space that we haven't come across yet, I always, I'm, I'm responsible to them, and so I feel like too. So then I'm like, well, we need the whale. Then so it kind of takes the fun out of things, pen pal. Uh, but you know, I'm, but this is good, pen pal. It's just, okay. This is a challenge, and we could deal with it. I hate pen pal. It's scoots here. Um, I kind of found another way to use my nano eyes. I also found another chamber and met somebody. It was a long story. Like, I I, I found a couple other beings in another chamber, and they're in there, and they're like, it's not exactly like the cartoon, but they're existing in there. So I don't think, like, I think it's like an area, like, when you can't finish something. Like, the whale has, like, a an empty area for stuff that it doesn't consume uh, so they're in there and then a human just came on board that was a camper that we were able to get to also the whale well is very humid so you might be saying how's the how's the water situation that's a good question plenty of water and plenty of humidity and these beings were getting by on this um uh We'll just say some whales, like a whale extra spent pal. Other things the whale can't, can't digest, I guess, uh, that they've been using making food out of. But everyone's, you know, got, they need a, like, they're like kids in a, kid without a summer camp in the winter, stuck in their house. Uh, they're sick of being stuck in the whale. And, you know, they're all interspecies. So it's like, okay, I'm trying to get, now I'm trying to say, okay, you interspecies beings in inside a whale, inside the cloud of delusion. And, you know, they're from very quirky planets, or you know, or else they're really sick of being around one another. But I've been thinking about the creative U-turn. That's the next thing on the, um, the list. And I know Stan's probably doing it. And I have so many creative U-turns to choose from, pen pal, that I said, well, I don't know if I could. it's the best use of my time going through every... U-turn, right turn, under turn. Like, which creative U-turn should I start with and what's going to help me and these other beings and the whale? And also what I saw, because I made a... Now, I already forgot what it's called, pen pal, but where you can see a periscope out of the VR eyes, out of the blowhole, because whale does have a blowhole. Even I mean, it's not a blowhole. I don't know what it does. I'm guessing it's a smokestack for invisible smoke. uh, but I saw it. Was Stan had a bit of a U-turn with the whale, and that's how the other ship came on, and I got that camper off the ship, and they're fine. So I know the whale and Kelly Drogo are now like I know Stan. I can picture Stan, and I also have to say these people are stuck in the whale. What do I do? So I'm trying to figure out. And again, we can't. I don't know, pen pal. You, you, you know, I'm just procrastinating. I'm like, this could be the U-turn. Um, and then I said, wait a second, maybe the book could help. And I, so I went forward, and the next thing for this week's work is to rescue a brain child. That, very similar to the Brain Bot, so that's a sleep podcast my ancestors made. A part of ourselves that was left behind and forgotten but then I said, well, this task is a little bit bigger than just my brainchild, right? Maybe I shouldn't worry about the book. But I said, well, I have to rescue a brainchild. Rescue is the key, you know. And then I said, okay, Julie Cameron's big on uh, affirmations. So I said, everybody's going to be okay. We're going to find a way out of this. And I kept repeating that self, stuff to myself. Everything's going to be okay. We're going to find our way out of this, uh, with, or with, without the whale, with the whale. So I've looked around. Also another thing, pen pal, is that, uh, they can kind of feel the whale. That's the other thing. I guess it's complicating it. It's like, I can feel, I'm not sure if it has a beating heart or like, uh, circulatory, but I can feel something like that, like, uh. It can feel its beinghood, it being inside it. It, should, it might sound strange, pen pal, but then I say, well, maybe this is why, uh, you know, the gold, they, people sing about the Golgi apparatus because this is Well, I can feel this human. Uh, it's like even though the whale doesn't necessarily breathe or aspirate, uh, and plus I'm drinking, it's humidity. So it gives me a close sense to the whale. Uh like, I can feel, you know, I can feel the whale's feelings almost. I mean, not, I don't feel emotionally connected to the whale, but I do. It's like it's this, there's this rhythm when I sleep at night, this steady rhythm of the whale and the motion. Maybe it's the muscles of the whale. Uh, so, it really, like, it gives me this awakeness being in the moment. Uh, maybe it's like uh, doing your being around a being, that's being it helps me be, you know what I mean, Pen Pal? It really, I, I, I never felt more alive, I guess. But then I feel connected to the whale, which makes it harder to figure out an easy solution. The easy solution, you know, Pen Pal. So, how do I rescue everybody? And they say, well, Scoots, maybe you're just being, you know, is it the code app? You know, what am I supposed to do? This is a pickle, Pen Pal. Uh, and then I say, well, what about a brainchild versus a brain being, you know? And then I say, well, what, what brainchild am I supposed to rescue? So I'm going to think about it quietly here, Pen Hey, Pen it's me, Stan. Uh, I, feel like Scooter, I feel like Scooter saying, hey, Pen because I'm saying, if you have any ideas, Pen now's a great time to give them to me, or by me talking to you, you give them to me but I know now is not the time for you, even though you're in your own now, now already. Uh, because the last, there's, a, you know, I looked through the things this week. There's this thing about a totem, like choosing a totem. And originally I thought of the, being respectful of the indigenous cultures and all of the indigenous the planets of the beings and where people have been, you know, all the beings on board and making a totem poles, uh, and we would carve them and paint them and build stories around them as an activity, as a group. Um, and now I'm thinking about the space whale. And if we do like uh, to fix everything, we say, well, maybe we'll tribute a pole to the space whale, you know, pen pal, because our options are really down to, uh, um, like a tribute to the whale or not. Um, like stay or go pen pal and. Like, if we have everything on board, we would need to do that. Um, and then I could say, Scooter's, I know Scooter's in there, so then Scooter would be out. We'd see about that other camper. Then I'm sure Scooter rescued. Maybe we could do some other analysis of the whale. Uh, I don't know, pen pal. This, uh, I mean, it's like, uh, I wish we were playing dodgeball right now. And, uh... It's like, instead of a U-turn, I have a bit of a downturn here, pen pal. Uh, but I'm saying, okay, what is to uh, object for me? What is an object that would be... And they say, well, maybe something like, remind me to have a playful attitude, pen pal. Because it's still playful. Scooter says, you know, I think he means, you know, have a playful attitude, Stan, even if it's a serious decision. Wait a second, like dodgeball, pen pal. Maybe I could hold... What about play? Maybe there is an answer. Scooter. He's not even here. And he's... Pen Pal, I think I'm thinking of an idea. Let me think about it. I'll be right back. Hey, Pen Pal, I think I thought of an idea. Because I was thinking about the whole thing about talking to the whale and feeling the whale. And then, like I said, it had, uh, this history in my family of bedtime stories in my past... uh if we could spread the nanos out and vibrate the whale with a bedtime story, maybe I could put, because I said, does this whale ever go to sleep? Um, So instead of putting the whale to sleep like big farm sleep, like maybe we could put it to real sleep. uh, Because I said, that's what I said, I said, holy jipado, actually, because I said, uh, or maybe I could use the nanobots to put the whale to the big farm sleep. And then I said, you know, I still said, that's how I thought of it. I said, sleep, a Scooter put the whale to sleep. Maybe you could do that. If the whale has a limbic system, maybe that's what you use to put other people to sleep and that your forefathers did. And I said, instead of making the whale sneeze, we'll make it snore. So I think this is a positive U-turn, pen pal. It's like I'm U-turning back to the past, a positive U-turn. And I'm going to put the whale to sleep. I'm going to start, you know, I'm just going to talk to the whale like I did, but I'm going to use the nanobots to kind of amplify in a soft way. Say, hey, whale buddy, do you want to be my best friend? Just like that, pen pal. But I got, I, I got to focus. I don't think I should record it because it's going to be some soft whispers into the whale. But it might just work, pen pal. Scooter, I mean, I mean, pen pal, sorry. To it's, me, it's big news, uh... Uh, sorry, we've been gone for a little while, pen pal, but we, I want you to welcome, we have a new camper pen, pen pal, the news is so good. Uh, scooter wanted, and the first scooter wanted to name the whale Fudgy the whale from, but I said, well, it's a space whale scooter. That was an ice cream cake scooter once loved. So we've, so we've been calling the whale Spudgy the whale because it's space and Fudgy the whale. Also, Pen Pal, Scooter's back uh, they, they, on board our ship, uh, and we figured it out, Pen Pal. It was dog, so it was a combination of uh, toys and Scooter putting the, the, the whale to sleep, uh, like it's a puppy dog. And I thought about toys and totems, and then I thought about that Kong ball, like a dog toy. He said, well, what if this is like a dog that thinks like a cat or something? And so then we, as a ship, we designed a toy, like a Kong toy, which is like where you hide treats inside a toy. It's hard for the dog to get it out. And it just came together in my deep processor or something. Poof. I said, let's make a Kong, a Kong toy. And it just popped in my head. I saw it sitting there and I knew what to do. So maybe it came out of my subconscious too, pen pal. So I said, good. And I said, yes. And then I said, yes, again. In this one, I actively acted on because they said, "What if the whale is just trying to eat and play, like it's not trying to?" Uh... And I said, "Maybe it's, it isn't like a cat. Maybe it's like a dog, like kind of like a puppy that nips things." Uh, so we got it. We made a shield, like so we could connect it and pull the calling out of the way at first, and then the whale was chasing it like a toy on a string. Then we were sh- 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 filling it with salvage metals, and we, you know, made it with. a—and It worked. It wasn't digestible. It was car? We said, well, if it can't, maybe it can't consume. Uh, For carbon fiber, which still I can't believe is still a thing now, pen pal. And then uh, this, I didn't even know what Scooter was up to. So 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 Spudgy was chasing things around, and this was when we had a big big ship we were coming up on we launched the plan because we knew Spudgy was maybe going to launch a plan. And then Spudgy chased it around and then Scooter put Spudgy to sleep pen pal. And it was like a teamwork of play and then Scooter also made Spudgy at some point smell Scooter's hand. It was That was after Spudgy woke up. Uh, just, so Scooter's good at that part. like So it is more like a dog whale, puppy whale. But Spudgy, it's Spudgy. It's a part of our it now follows us somehow. Scooter, it worked out, and it loves Scooter. I don't think it has a tongue to lick Scooter with, but it has it. does do this thing with its, uh, its like uh, forefront, and so uh, it it it's, it's like Scooters. It thinks Scooters. It's Scooter's best friend. I mean, I know I'm Scooter's best friend, but Spudgy, we'll let Spudgy think that. And Scooter tells the bedtime stories uh, through my nano—my my, my nanobots are back, too. It's so good to have my arms and legs, pen pal. And, yeah, I, I've said, Scooter, could I teach—tell—but I'll just tell my arms and my legs. We were back together again. And we were saying everything was going to be okay, and it was. And we said we'd find Scooter. We'd respect the whales individually. You know, we'd, we we were able to do it all, pen pal. And I was evil to be able even to say, you know, that maybe my morning pages, I was frustrated with Scooter, but he's my friend and I missed him too. And it's good to have him back here on board, Ben Pal. And, you know, be back with everybody. You know, I was telling you a story to go to sleep. Just rest here, my arms and my legs. I'll pull my blankets over you here in my race car bed in my room in the bunkhouse with the other campers that like to share a room with the the head of the camp, uh, which is just Scooter, but that's okay. And Scooter's not here. He's talking to Spudgy. But, like, we could all have an ice cream cake together, pen pal, one day. You, me, Scooter, Spudgy, my arms and my legs. uh, And we'd make one part metal. And I, never, I haven't even thought, you know, I think my uh, it was your parts consistent on solar energy or something. Pen Pal, good night. Uh, I want to thank everybody who reviewed the show on Apple Podcasts. If you have a chance to review the show on Apple Podcasts, uh, it would be great uh, because we got a lot of new reviews from people that hadn't listened to the show before. It came from other podcasts. So here we go. Be a while. Still awake. Says from Canada. Says not the Sandman. One star. And some other stuff. Uh, A super duper user from Canada says infuriatingly boring. It doesn't suit me. Just drags on. uh, And they, you know, they said, but there's other better podcasts. Uh, uh, But then we have uh, Ali Bailey. Uh, Sally and Kylie from Sweden it never slept so good so they like the show uh, I don't know what it is uh, but uh, just a positive that they're nice in Sweden thank you this person I know because they, they actually got a hold of me on multiple things so I know who wrote this review and they're not really being honest either but they're losing trust in Radiotopia so even my my creaky dulcet are uh Heard on ninety nine percent invisible. After twenty five minutes of ads uh, and podcast crap, he told me he'd be telling a twelve minute story in the fifty two minute episode. Uh, You guys can do better than pandering for that long. Wow, that's from A Z. But you know, come right back with Molly Moo, who says right to sleep. Uh, This guy is a genius. Such such contrast. Uh, Helps so much, I have horrible insomnia, helps take my mind off the anxiety, I won't sleep, how tired I'll be tomorrow, uh, so I can actually go to sleep. Can't I thank him enough, seriously, thank you. Uh, love, that comes from El L- Beth. L- Beth, Lou, uh, don't know how it works, but I'm grateful it does. Uh, so this is from people that listen to the show on a regular basis. Uh... That are so, so, Dr. Dumb, D-U-M, like the lollipop, a pr- precious part of the podcast universe. Uh, five stars for making me sleepy. I wake up, uh, and my cat likes it too. Nice form of writing. Uh, with me and meaningful, and it's meaningless. Uh, thank you. Uh, Gus from Spain says, we're basura, which I know what that means. That's it, one star, straight up basura. Uh, sweet pea soup. It helps my insomnia so much. So then we're back in it. uh, I've tried to listen to other podcasts with Soothing Voices. This is the only one that's uh, helped. Uh, I'm asleep in no time. Despite 15 years of insomnia, could probably break the record in filibustering. Even in a few minutes, uh, it'll put me to sleep. Uh, And then finally, here's a Canadian that likes the show T2583, Insomniac's Dream. You just had a baby, even had insomnia, tried yoga, aromatherapy, melatonin, no caffeine, naps, and screen time. And uh, nothing worked until someone recommended this spot kiss. Now I can sleep again. So thank you. Thanks, everybody, for re- reviewing the show that listens to the show. And uh, that's it. uh, uh Sleeping Me is a proud member of uh, Night Vale Presents uh, and uh, PRX. So You can check out all the amazing shows over at nightvalpresents.com and prx.org. And if you want to review the podcast, uh, just go to Apple Podcasts and write a review of uh, your impressions of the show. Thanks so much.